Hello and welcome to episode 177 of Beyond the Weight with Henny and Sandy. I didn't have a question mark on the end, did you? No, Henny? you did a really good but job. But a downer, it's like Henny and Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, anyways, Henny, okay. I'm going to just have to tell you that yesterday we went to see Billy Idol. So, so, so fun. It's fun and weird. Okay. Okay, tell so, me. <laughs> first of all, um, I mean, Phil bought the tickets, I don't know, two or three months ago. And, you know, it's one of those, oh, that'd be fun. Oh, yeah, let's do it. And then it's like, oh, it's a Sunday. Oh, okay. But it, then he, the, he doesn't come on until nine and Sunday, like that's bedtime. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's bedtime almost every night for us. But anyway, so then we don't leave till 8.30. And do you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, I'm already, it feels I weird. Can, yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have my pajamas on. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not going to go there in my pajamas. That would just be weird. So anyways, yeah. we, and it's very, like, there's not a lot of parking, whatever. Anyways, we got a ride. So we leave here at 8.30. We get there, like, we get in, and there's three different, they just sell, like, section A, B, or C. So mm -hmm. section A is, like, the standing. Right. Like, in the front. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. The stage. So we had bought that's the tickets we bought so we had seen brian adams in the same place we had got there quite a bit early we were right up at right front so we okay. get there last night and obviously there's no capacities anymore and so um we walk right in it's fine um and we were i don't know we are quite a ways from the stage but it's fine so we're standing waiting 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 first thing i notice is like oof, it's a lot it's mostly men mm -hmm. Looking around, I'm like, all ages, though. But okay, interesting. Like, but the men, I mean, very interesting, diverse group. Some, like, guys like Phil's age yeah. and look like Phil. But then there's the guys who have, like, this little bit of a mohawk thing going on. <laughs> right. Or, like, long ponytails that are all gray and everything. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Like, uh -huh. like old rockers. But then there's some, like, younger people there who are, like, right into it. Like, they're ready to go. Yeah. And <laughs> so many people smoking cigarettes. Like, I was like, oh, no. I don't like smoking cigarettes. Blah. Um... Anyway, was so, it an out? It was it an outdoor stage? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's the upside of Peru. It doesn't rain, or Lima. Sorry, it doesn't rain. Mm. So almost everything is outside, right? And so that that, that was fine. So, anyways, he comes on right at nine o'clock. Okay, like right on time. Okay, I appreciate on time. Yeah, we were like, whoa, right on time. There was an opening act. We did not go for that. So yeah. anyway, so that's fine. So he comes on and, and the, um, like the set, the, like the lighting and like the things were fantastic. Like okay. really, 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 really like mm, better than I've seen for a lot of people. Okay. Okay. And, um, so then, you know, here's the thing, like these old like rocker guitar players like I just am not like I can't stop looking because they're like a train wreck like I think they're a train wreck <laughs> okay <laughs> but then I start thinking but then I look at myself in the mirror and think okay but someone who's you know 30 years younger or 20 years younger than me 
looking at me might think I'm a train wreck too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so I was trying to be gracious. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> With your judgy thoughts. With my judgy thoughts. But the hair was like long and black and then the eyeliner and the eyeshadow. But the thing what really got me was this big piercing thing off of his lip. Like it was massive, this massive ring thing. And I, I just like, I, I don't get it. But also then saw he had like black nail polish on. And I'm not a, I don't care about guitar riffs. Like it's not. <laughs> Right. <laughs> that just go on and on and on. Right. So what you're saying is you're not there for the music. Uh, I'm not. I was for the music, but I wasn't there for that kind of music, right? <laughs> um, but anyways, I, so he comes on and, and the, I forget what, what he even opened with, but he has a new album, which is obviously why he's, you know, touring. touring he, is, yeah. he is 66 years old. He actually yeah. looks pretty good but then he was a little cringy so I said to Phil hmm he's right now hovering on the whole meatloaf experience where he like is trying to get people to like clap and like and then he's like making like facial and like winking at people and and like in the front you know what I mean it was like cringy kind of and then and then Henny so so and then he had a he had more costume changes than Cher now if you've have you ever seen Cher she oh my gosh I saw her in Hamilton I would love to see Cher it took there was so many costume changes I felt like it took more there was more time spent on that than singing Mm -hmm. anyway that's an aside but but you know what like for me the reason they do the costume change is to give themselves a, a rest. Well, that's the thing. Like, I, as he continued to do it, I'm saying, like, is he getting oxygen back there? Yeah, like, I think so. Like, is, like, is he snorting a little bit? Like, is he, <laughs> like what? Or is that a combination? Yeah. Of both? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was trying to move, obviously, and I'm like, okay, but what? I don't know what I was expecting. Like, because he was like kind of moved, but anyways, two songs in, he's changing. And then oh, I said, Phil, okay. what is happening? And he's like, he's taking off, like he's actually changing and taking his shirt off on stage. Oh, okay. Okay, Henny, I don't need to see that. <laughs> granted, he's still, he's in good shape. Yeah. And granted, he wanted everyone to see that. Of course. So then he puts on like a shirt that that's, I don't even think it was actually a full shirt because I don't think you could ever, it was almost like a vest shirt, I think. It was yeah. Sort of, you know, so it wasn't meant to ever close. Yeah. But then with these, like, all these big necklaces and... The I whole mean, thing. I'm here for it, Sandy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he played for an hour and a half. But the there was, I mean, the number of people, this is really annoying. Did you come to see the concert or did you come just to record it? I to live stream it to your friends. I know. But I it's there, that. like, but I'm short. And so this is all I can see are people's phones. Mm. Like one guy had literally had his phone. He had a contraption that was like on his shoulder. So he didn't even have to hold it. And an external microphone off of it. What? <laughs> like he's, like he's, Going, like he's like, walking around with a boom, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> like 
Like he's probably recording it to sell it. I hate that. So, really, so anyway, like it takes you out of the magic of what is happening. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I'm already trying to see and like, anyway, anyways, it was all fun. And it was fun. It was fun to go to. They, it ended, it was only an hour and a half. So it ended at 1030. I mean, and that's a beautiful amount of time. Ended right on time. Now there's getting out. So getting out mm. and then we have to walk up like a stair, like stairs going over the highway to go to the other side of the, of the, like, it's, I don't know, six lanes, I think, to, to, to get our ride and people start pushing Henny. (gasps) And I am like, I'm in South America. Oh no. This is what happens. People are like pushing Mm -hmm. or the stairs are going to give way. Like, because there's too much weight and people are trying to, so most people are trying to go up the stairs and across, but then you see the few people trying to come down. Down. Yep. Yep. There's salmon. Then, then people are like using their, like men using their arms. Cause it was a lot of, like I said, a lot more men than women. Right. And Phil, Phil is in front of me and he's got his arms behind with, he's holding my hands. Like he's got his hands wrapped in my hands. Right. Yeah. And trying to like, so we don't get separated. But then I've got a guy behind me, literally whole body pushing against me. And I'm starting to like, and then I couldn't hold it in any longer. Uh Uh-oh. Will you Evan stop pushing me? (laughs) Oh no. (sighs) Okay. To which then there's like a, what the F is your problem? Oh dear. <laughs> and then I start to like, okay, I, this could go bad because what if this guy like punches Phil or something, right? Like I can't imagine my husband's been in, I think he's been in one fist fight ever in his life. And it was when he was a chicken catcher. And <laughs> a chicken so, catcher? Yeah, he'd, he'd caught, yeah, he caught chickens. Okay. I know. He's got the scars to prove it. Yeah, make, make good money. And it was in Dundas somewhere. Yeah, have to go in the middle of the night and then and then like you have to when they're stunned because they don't know what's happening and you grab them all and that yeah anyway and you work with a lot of interesting people because it's cash every night okay so it's a a, an interesting group of people yes phil's mom was mortified to know that that was what her son was doing But he was able to buy like our stereo, like leather jacket, like all kinds of high stuff. You know, he had the money. Anyway. Wow. Anyway, so I was like, oh my God, this is what's going to happen. But you also don't want someone to be like mad and like there's a surge. Do you know? Of course. Yes. I was not comfortable. Like, Mm. yeah. Anyways, once we started on the stairs, it was actually better. Like the the walkway okay. wasn't packed and whatever, and we were able to get in. But yeah, and um, anyways, but you don't. Those are the things that you don't think about until you're in it. Question of the hour, though: What did you yeah. wear to the concert? Oh my god! So <laughs> I had. So here's the thing. So when Graham was here, Alexandra, uh-huh. um, she, I said, "Oh, those are like cute jeans." So then, like, like the next day, she's like, "They had been cleaned," and she's like, "Oh, here, try them on." And I'm like, "Okay." So they're '90s high waist baggy jeans from H and M. So I try them on; they fit like a glove, mm-hmm. and my butt looked good in them. Right. And high waist at this point, like loving me some high waist jeans, you know. <laughs> and so I'm like, these are super cute. Anyway, 
I did go online to order them. Here's another funny story. So last week I thought, oh, I'm just going to order them and I was going to send them to your house and I, right. I'll pick them up because I've already sent a pair of Levi's for my husband. I Actually, I for completely forgot about that. I think he's forgotten too. Well, anyway, I haven't forgotten because I've got them. Don't worry. Thank you. <laughs> and, and so I went on to, I went to log in and then of course I didn't remember my password for H&M and I'm like, I didn't even know I had a password for H&M. <laughs> so anyway, then it comes up. I finally read do it and it says, hi, Jess, welcome back. And I'm like, what happened here? Why have I got, why does it say, hi, Jess, welcome back on my account? Just like, Odd. I don't have her account. Yeah. I know, she, I know she buys off there frequently. She used to work for H&M, right? So uh, I'm like, okay. something's weird. Anyway, I sent her a screenshot and she's like, mm? and I'm like, and she goes, oh, I think that one time we wanted to use a different coupon code from something for her. So she used my email. Oh, but... okay, anyway. okay, okay. That makes so sense. Any... So anyways, I go, I find the jeans. I'm like, oh, okay, they're on sale. Okay, fine. So, you know, they're on sale. And then there's like, oh, today you can use this other code, another 20% off. I'm like, okay. And then, and then I got all the way to the point and you know why I didn't order them? No, why? Because they were going to charge me a delivery fee. Uh, I'm not paying a delivery charge when I can go to the store and buy them. Though, mm -hmm. so, that was a hard no for me. For seven ninety nine, I I'm too cheap. I will not do it. Fair. And here's what I this is how clever I was because when I tried Alexandra's on, they fit perfect the size and everything. I took a snapshot of the tag because I I cannot rely on my noggin to remember mm -hmm. because then I mm -hmm. get somewhere and there's I think it said that, but then it might yeah. And then it all kind of looks and sounds familiar. Yep, 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 yeah. So anywho, anyway. I, on the weekend, Phil and I were going out on Saturday and he's like, oh, do you have anything else? I said, you know what? Can we go go? And there's a little mall close to us, but it has an H&M. Ah, I go, okay. oh, can we go to Larco? I said, and we'll, cause I, I want to go into H&M and see if they have the jeans. So go in there. Sure enough, they have the jeans. And here's the other thing. Mm -hmm. In Canada, those jeans are $39.99 Canadian. Mm-hmm. Here, same jeans are 64, 90, 64 point ninety five soles. That's $20 Canadian. And you didn't have to pay $7.99 in July. <laughs> oh, I didn't. <laughs> I did Saved a free that I had to pay 12 soles for parking, which is $4. Okay. Okay. So that's also a lot of money. It's a bit of a ripoff. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. A bit of a, um, a, a ripoff. Yes. But so, and I, I actually went and tried the pants on. Yeah. Now I tried another one on that they had like the rip in them because oh, I yeah. thought you know, I'm real cool. And to, but here's the thing: as soon as I went and tried them on, first of all, I I take a, you know I take my pants off and then I go to put it in and my foot gets caught in the hole. <laughs> and you were I, like, and this is a no because you know what'll happen to me one day? I'll be putting them on, my foot will get caught, and I will and rip, rip the whole thing. <laughs> I have a pair of okay, so yeah, I I was gonna have a couple of things to say. So one, if you had purchased those jeans with the rips in them, you know how you were like trying to be, yeah, uh, you know, show some some compassion with your judgy thoughts about you know old guys <laughs> nails. <laughs> that would have been you. <laughs> with the rip in your jeans. Yeah. Okay. But the other thing I have to say is that I have a pair of denim shorts. 
that have rips in the in the pant legs yeah. and and I quite like this pair of shorts but I will tell you I frequently get my toes caught in the rim <laughs> putting them on <laughs> and I like and every time that happens I think oh my goodness did I actually rip the shorts oh no not yet nope still didn't still didn't you're good Shoot. you're good <laughs> so funny anyway <laughs> so you did not so did you actually put them on or as soon as your foot got caught you were like abort abort I'm done oh no I put them on of course oh, I, put okay. them on. I did want to say yeah but in, this is it they were still 90s high waist same thing same size but th they felt different okay so nope, they were a no so they were a no Okay, but you got the other ones, and that's but what I got you the, other ones. the content. But I did wear those for the, the content. Yeah, the con yes, yes, yeah. I did. I okay. did wear those. Yeah. And did now you feel like you fit in? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was dark out. It's dark. <laughs> and I had, and then I had like a, a puffy vest and whatever. So the here's the other thing, honey. They were going around, and I could have just bought one cigarette, and they had the lighter and everything. So there's a, like people were like what? a woman, like who's who's actually like supposed to be working there because they were right. walking around selling beer popcorn all kinds of stuff ha hamburgers sausages and she had packs of cigarettes with a lighter and she was like walking around so people were just like buying one cigarette and... i'm sorry are we in the 1960s <laughs> <laughs> talk about a blast from the past <laughs> yep yep great. interesting great Anyways, well, I'm very excited for you, and um, and I'm very excited for me also because I will be at your house this weekend. So that's Yay, I know, very yeah. excited. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. I mean, yeah. Hotel Henny, Hotel Henny, <laughs> just uh, just keeps on keeps on trucking along. Apparently, I'm <laughs> getting some fairly good reviews. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I, I have, I consistently, I, I pretty consistently have no vacancies. So. I know. <laughs> I know. Exactly. I was like, found a little window. <laughs> right in there. No, it'll be fun because we've, I, I don't even know if we've ever spent that much. Yes, we did. When we went to Disney, we did. Mm. It was just you and I. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But when you... When you're here, like when you're visiting uh, yeah. Toronto or Hamilton or this area, like you, uh, we don't stay, we don't, we've never stayed together in those times, right? And you've got, yeah. I mean, I have other things going on. You have other things going yeah. on. You just kind of carve in some like yeah. little bits of time together, right? Whereas this is yeah. I know. Uh, a nice opportunity to just kind of have a couple of days, right? A little yeah. weekend. Yeah. A sleepover. Yeah, it'll be fun. <laughs> My goodness. Okay. Okay. All right, all right. So I do have a little thing um, to chat about, and then we have to talk about tipping. Yes, we do. Because we'd said last week that that's what we were going to do, and so yeah. I want to make sure that we do that. But before mm -hmm. we get there, I read a book that I think, I think that you had come across this book at some point and okay. you like floated it out to me as like a, not you should read this, but a, have you read this, you know? Yeah. And I hadn't. And so I was like, okay, I'll put this on my list. And, and so then I started reading it because then I asked you earlier this week, if you had read it 
and you were like, mm, I started it and like, it really wasn't great. And, you know, yes. and so, so I'm talking about the book called Spoon Fed mm-hmm. and the author is Tim Spector. And so I read, well, I, 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 I read it with my ears. Um, <laughs> but so I listened to the book this week and the delivery was, and like, was, were you listening to it or reading it? Yes. Reading it? And he's, it was a British guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I couldn't stand his voice. He right. was just so the, dull. Right. So the delivery is a little dry. Yeah. Um, but I have to say, I enjoyed the book overall. Okay. What was interesting about it, it's, it, it didn't actually feel as current as it was. Like when I saw, I think it was published in either 2020 or 2021. Like it's a, okay. it's a, it's a relatively new book. It feels older. Okay. Like it, it feels like it was not from 2020, but mm. um, what I liked about it was that the, the idea behind the book was to say that we are, we live under so many myths and misunderstandings when it comes to food and we're being spoon fed Mm. these like old wives tales and myths and things that society societally we just have grown up to believe and Mm. then we pass that knowledge on to other people but none of this knowledge is actually based on anything or Mm. it's based on something so small and specific that it can't actually be you know uh generalized to the population and each chapter he debunks one of these myths oh i would have liked that Okay. I, this is the thing, like, I wonder if you read it with your eyes, if you would enjoy it more. Because, like, and the thing is, too, that that if you had the, like, if you wanted to pick up the book, you yeah. could just choose the chapters that you feel, like, are particularly interesting. Yeah. You know, like, because there was one chapter all about, uh, like, nutrition, um, no, it was, like, vitamins and supplements. Yeah, there was one chapter about like drinking water, and yeah. how like and the the myth yeah. of how much water you should be drinking. There was mm-hmm. one chapter about uh, fish, and the myth that in order to have a healthy diet you must eat fish twice a week. Yep. Um. You know there was a chapter about dairy products, lactose intolerance, stuff like that. Like like it it actually almost every chapter I was like oh this like yes this is a myth like this is what people believe like this is this is interesting was there information in there that you have like you Sandy have never heard I don't think so Mm. um and that's why I say like it didn't feel as current as it was because I feel like we've read stuff that was older that already said those things and already cited those sources you know right but I did appreciate the way that it was laid out. Yeah. So here's the thing. I'm just thinking why I hadn't even started that book. It's because I started the, he has another book called The Diet Myth. Oh, I haven't read that. And so that is one I started to listen to. And then I was like, hard no, this guy's voice is like, no. So yeah, I've just borrowed the actual copy because when traveling, I can read that 
this week? Yeah, I think that you would like to read Spoon Fed. Okay. I think you would. I so, think so the way that it starts is he like he really lays out in the beginning that when it comes to nutrition and nutrition science, there are a so many myths out there and being perpetuated that mm. are either completely wrong or completely made up or completely focused on like as we know and we've talked about in the past one little study that included six people yeah. that were you know like whatever right so he said that's one problem with nutrition science he said the other issue is that even the stuff that is generally understood to be an appropriate guideline for an average person that's great but no one is an average person. Mm. And so he said, even though there are these general guidelines that are you know, mostly good for the average person, it doesn't necessarily mean that that is exactly what is right for you. Yeah. And so he spends a fair bit of time in the introduction talking about you know, differences in people and the fact that everyone's body is different and everyone's makeup is different and everyone's needs are different. Your environment is different. And, and the one thing, actually, this is something that is not something we hear in other books a lot of that he went back to several times was he, he refers to a lot of different twin studies uh, where they're looking at identical twins and yeah. how they react similarly or differently to things. Mm -hmm. And in most cases, things that you would expect these identical twins should react exactly the same to because they share the same DNA, they don't. The one has this reaction, the other has huh. that reaction. And so, and so, so he said, even in this, like, even, like, even in the most, uh, you know, well under well understood or or strongly believed things from person to person and from body to body, it's different and everything varies. Mm. And and I thought that was a really uh, nice way to to sort of set up nutritional science because because we know this to be true, right? Like, yeah we know that there are general things that for most people, this is what's going to work in your body. This is going to typically be what's going to be good for, for you. But then from person to person, that varies so different or it varies so much, right? right. Like, you know, just because this makes you feel good, doesn't mean that's going to make me feel good too. Right. Yeah. He had this analogy at the beginning when he was talking about the fact that people are so different and people need different things, he was said, like, imagine your body as a, as an automobile, you know, every car, um, even though every car needs some sort of fuel, some cars need diesel, some cars need unleaded, some cars need electricity. And then even the all the cars that need like gas, unleaded gas, some need the basics, some need the premium or they don't work as well. Like, and he yeah. was like, he sort of went into that quite deeply about how number one, everyone's different. Number two, 
even in the ways that were the same, were still different. And then number three, there are so many choices out there for us that yeah. we don't always know what the best choice is. And and I thought, oh, that's such an interesting analogy for what you're talking about that like totally makes sense. Yeah. I, I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah. Spoon yeah. fed. I would, okay. check it. I would check it out if I were you. All right. Well, definitely. I will do that this week. Okay. So I just have to real quick, and we're not going to talk about this for very long, but I just have to mention, yeah. I just read a book in the last week that was one of the best books I read all year, Sandy. What? Really? And it's called Five Days at Memorial by Sherry Fink. It was published in 2013, so it's it's not a recent book. Yeah. Now, what is recent oh. about it? Oh, because they, there's a Netflix series. They have just that's made it into a Netflix series. And so that's yes. why there's been like a resurgence, but it's, it's yes. a book, 2013. Okay. And I kid you not, Sandy, I was barely into the book and I like put the, like I paused the book and phoned my sister and was like, Net, you have to hear what I'm reading right now. And then I was telling her and then I like uh. kept listening. I think in the course of my listening, I called her like four or five times to be like, oh, really? I have to tell you what's happening in the book right now. Like, because the book is about the aftermath of her. Well, it's a, it's about yeah. storm of hurricane Katrina and the, the immediate aftermath but it's all focused around what happened in one hospital in new orleans yeah Yeah. and about these ethical decisions that doctors and nurses were making about who gets um like who gets extra or extract is the wrong word who who gets taken out of the hospital like first yeah who has to who gets this kind of care, who has to, like, who, who gets the oxygen and like, and what was so, I mean, the whole thing was fascinating and terrifying and gut-wrenching, but what was even, like, I think the added element was that in the second half of the book, when they're talking about court proceedings and, and, and what they can learn from this experience and, and making policies and procedures that hospitals can follow moving forward. They kept saying, like, should there be another pandemic like the Spanish flu in 1918? Oh, like, my God. They, he must have said that like three or four times. And because, of course, this book was written before the COVID-19 pandemic. I, it was, I, I, if you are if you are at all interested in ethical discussions, this is a book for you. I mean, oh. unrelated to Beyond the Weight, but it just yeah. it's been on my mind so heavily for the last week. Yeah, that I had to say something. Anyway. Oh goodness. Okay. Well, you know, because I can't read a book and then watch a movie or watch anything, so I have to wait. But it's, but it's in a, it's I can see it coming up in the rotation, like it will be in there right. soon. So. But oh, that's very. I, I it. I was like, what is this about? And I, I kept. I said, what is that about? And then like, oh, I was like, oh, yeah. I'm. I'm looking forward to watching the docu series. Yeah. Or I. I'm also. I haven't started the docu series yet. I'm going to watch it. But now yeah. I've read the book. Yeah. Whew. Oh, it was. Boy. It was. It was a wild ride. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Can imagine. All right. 
let's change gears totally okay. and let's talk about this episode of flightless bird which is one yeah. of the one of the podcasts that you listen do you listen religiously to this yes i do yeah yeah, yeah. so i only i think i've only ever listened to the episodes that you or Tim have told me to listen to, but yep. every time I listen to an episode, I really enjoy it. Yeah. And there was this one particular episode all about tipping, how mm-hmm. much you tip, who gets tipped, why do we tip, where does tipping come from, all yeah. that sort of stuff. And yeah. it was a super fun episode. So you, yeah. you tell me what yeah. you were thinking about or what your takeaway was. Okay. Well, my takeaway, first of all, it completely, uh, David Ferrier that's his podcast and he's a Kiwi. So they don't tip in New Zealand. So for him to come to the U S is completely foreign. And he just, you know, was talking about how that it raises a lot of emotion when you are put into situations where you don't know if you're supposed to tip, how much you're supposed to tip, you know, um, being shamed or guilted into tipping. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it made, it did have me start thinking about like all of the situations where there are, there are expectations to tip. Yeah. So that's, that's one, that's one part of it. And then the second part was because he, every, every week he takes on something American because it has, you know, he wants to become more American. So things that he doesn't understand that just don't exist in New Zealand. And, and then he does like an actual doc, like a little documentary kind Mm -hmm. of thing. So he, he researches why Mm -hmm. these things happen and what the, the history is or the background. Mm -hmm. And then listening to him talk with people who study this Mm-hmm. And understanding and thinking in a different way about tipping where it came from, why we do it, made me think, why are we do? why is this? I never really considered things like, I am tipping because those, the people that are working in wherever may be getting a reduced rate of pay. Mm-hmm. And so basically I am paying their wages and mm-hmm. also paying for whatever my meal, it's mostly meals. I think like that's, I think that's where the, um, uh, like w- where in some places employers can pay a different minimum wage. Yeah. So that was a question that I had for you was, so I never realized that people who were in positions where they accept, where they could accept tips weren't necessarily making uh, like a, a at least a minimum wage. Like I didn't realize oh, really? not until I was in that position. Oh, okay. Right. So, so when, when I worked in the restaurant in Disney world I had first, I, so I worked a job at Disney World for six months where I made minimum wage. Actually, I made like a tiny bit more than minimum wage. And then I moved into the restaurant. And so then I had a different job. And when I started in the restaurant, I was like doing, like I was a, I was busing tables and seating people and doing that. And I made minimum wage. And then when I, when I moved into being a serving, when I moved into a serving position, then my wage was wildly reduced. And, And now I also was making tips, 
but I, that was the first time in my life that I realized that all of these people who are servers are not even making minimum wage. Like, no wonder they need these tips because otherwise, how do they make a living? Yeah. Because I was making two something. Yeah. Like, for my wage. Now, I was in a position where I worked at a restaurant that was 100% fully booked 365 days a year. Yeah. So from the time that I started, like from the time my shift started to the time my shift ended, ended, I had table after table after table after table. So I was constantly like working and, and having the opportunity to make tips. I also worked at a restaurant where it was a steakhouse. So the prices of the items and the bills were substantial enough that when you tipped a percentage of the bill, I made very good money doing that mm-hmm. job. Every time I'm at a place like, I don't know, like Denny's or like, you know, like a place where like your bill is $12. Like I always think like these people are not making very much money. Okay. But that's, but it, I mean, to, to say that you have to do some research you do you need, you need to google which state or province you're in or country and yeah. find out because because some different. places they are making minimum wage but not very many okay do you uh, what do you do you know about the province of ontario i do not know about the province of ontario and in fact in talking because i've i've had a fair bit of conversation with tim about this whole like episode and this whole topic i fully said to him i said i actually don't know what they do in ontario because i never worked in the service industry in ontario right okay as of january of this year minimum wage is all the same interesting so prior to that i think it was 1215 okay and $15 or around there. So it was a couple of dollars. It wasn't like some of the U.S. states. And, and in, in this podcast, they talk of there's, there's six, I think, states where the minimum wage is like $2. I cannot believe in 2022 that it's $2. However, there are some states where minimum wage is $7. I don't know how anyone lives mm-hmm. Yep. In, the, I know. In, in North America on $7 I know. an hour. I know. I know. So anyway, but anyways, in Ontario, it's $15. Okay. So that was my one question to you. My other question was, this often happens in, in like restaurants and servers, but like, what about other people that we would typically tip? Like, are those people Ugh. also, do they also no. have reduced wages? No, they do not. And that, okay. that is something that like. So, okay, let's, okay, should we go through, I mean, yeah, let's go through the list. So I'm, the first thing I'm going to bring up to you is something that is just recently, like I have, I don't see very frequently, but the first place that I ever saw it is somewhere that you went yesterday morning to get us some snacks. Yes. So yesterday, Henny, because Henny is like the best, she's literally, if you didn't already know this, like the best, best friend ever to have, because I'm coming this weekend and it was going to be a weekend and we hadn't had a granddad's donut Uh and I had said to her because she had been in the last couple of weeks going to Hamilton frequently and I did and I so I said if you happen to be would you pick them up and put them in the freezer because they still taste as tasty in the freezer whatever but don't go out of your way I literally wake up on Sunday morning uh and it's 7-eleven 
Ooh, isn't that funny? 7-Eleven is the time <laughs> it was. But for Henny, it's 8-Eleven. But yeah. I wake up and there's a message that's been left for me with a photo and, and a mm. message. And I forget what it said, like, you know, picked up or did my deed or, you know. It said, don't, don't, donut duty. Did my donut duty. Donut duty. <laughs> and there's a photo of her outside of granddad's. And I'm like, what in the heck is going on that she is like there so early? And I'd be like, did you have to go to Hamilton for nothing, for something else? No, she literally, folks, she got up on a Sunday morning after the, the night before the last message that was on my phone from Henny said, Sandy, which she hardly ever says my, like my name. That is true. I'm so exhausted. That was true. I was. That is what what it said. (laughs) Sandy, period. I'm so exhausted, period. Last thing I heard from her. Until the next morning when there's a photo outside, <laughs> which I know. Did you get there for when they opened at 7 a.m.? Yeah, I was there at 6.58. And there were already four people ahead of me. And did you see the racks to the side that had all the donut boxes? Those are pre-people have already ordered those yep. to be picked up. I saw them all. Tons. Tons. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, okay, this is like an aside, but it's a, I just need to share that you're, you're amazing. <laughs> because now you have the donuts. Anyway. When you went to pay, yeah. you your debit, yeah, and you t- and they have a funky, yeah, um, a lots tablet. Of, lots of places have these little white tablets. So, yeah, they they look like little ta- they look like half. It's like, is it a debit machine or is it an iPad? I'm not yeah. really sure. Like it looks sort of halfway, and so a yeah. lot of places have these. And so it's facing you, mm-hmm. which means that people behind you can see Everyone it also. Everyone can see it, yep. And it says on there, so the first time I hit it, I'm like, and and the transaction will not continue even though you've tapped it because it says tip or no tip. Mm-hmm. And you are forced to hit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, there's a couple of things. One, okay. this is counter service. Yeah. Yeah. I can't go behind and get my own freaking donut. But now people behind me can see, and the server also knows that I haven't yeah. tipped because yeah. I don't tip. No, I don't. I did not tip. I did not tip there yesterday either. But but that's is something that he brings up. Yeah, he talks about that in the podcast because and 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 even people like people who who research this kind of stuff, they say that that more like people, the biggest indicator of whether or not a person tips is social pressure to do so yeah <laughs> so that i often am at places like that and i'm and 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 sometimes it comes and i just hit no tip and i don't even think about it and sometimes i'm like am i am i supposed to tip no am i is this yes. like you're asking me if i tip am i supposed to like and so here's an here's an example so uh when during the school year on Fridays, my colleague and I, we order lunch and then one of us goes and for yes. takeout and one of us okay. goes and picks up the food and brings it back. And when you order online like that, it also prompts you to give a tip. And Sandy, I, I do every you Friday. You do? Mm-hmm. Why do you tip? Think because you're going I'm... to pick it up yourself. You are the delivery person. I know, I know. And but I think you know why I do it because I have also been in person to that place, and I go in person and I order in person, and then they make my food, and then yeah. I buy, it and then I eat it, and I don't tip that way. 
What? Well, then what is the what is the difference? You know why I think it comes up automatically on there as part of the transaction. But it but it does when I'm in person too, because it's the same white thing where it asks me and I click no tip. I think it's because in my head, if I've ordered online, I'm asking them to prepare it for me at a specific time to be ready to be picked up and they like have to package it up in a bag. Like I don't something in my head. So they're doing their job? <laughs> I know, Sandy. I know. I'm sorry. So here's the thing, Henny. When I go to the grocery store, I don't tip the person who's like cashing me out. No, I know. Nor like I, I, this is the thing. There are, and then I started like I had, I started writing down like all these things. So who, so who, and okay, here's another thing that happened. When Tim and his partner came uh, to visit me in August, we went to Montreal for a few days. And when we were in Montreal, on one day we went on a cycling tour, and the next day mm. we went on a walking tour. Yeah, see and, and I, when we fit the cycling tour was the first day, and when we finished the cycling tour, you know how often I've had it often in the past where guides will then like mm-hmm. do a little spiel where they're yep. asking for tips. Yeah. So the guide said nothing. Like she just did her, she did the job. She was quite good. Uh, you know, she brought us back. She's thanked everyone for being there. She made sure we'd like put the bikes back and the helmets back and whatever. And then she was like, you just have to go in. Like I had to go into the little store to pick up my license because they were <laughs> holding it ransom while we had the bicycles. And, and so when I went in to pick up my license, I said to the guy at the counter, am I meant to tip the guide? Yeah, And he said, he said, it's up to you, but it's a nice gesture. And so I said, okay, perfect. So I went back and found the guide and tipped her because, because I felt like I should, like, I felt like, but, but I asked if, and if he like, yeah. And if he'd said like, no, like there's gratuity in the cost of the tip or like something like that, I would have been like, okay, no problem. Cause if the gratuity is included, I, that's fine. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't in this particular case. And so then when we did the walking tour the next day, once again, th- that guy did not ask for tips, but I did tip him. Hmm. Okay. So yeah, I mean those, right? Often, like, so who we, so we we do tip on like that, but often because of the places that we're at when we're doing these things are often like underdeveloped countries, right? And so even the amount of tip, uh, I don't know. In I don't know in my head, yeah, it feel like they're not being paid, even though we pay like a lot of money. For the actual, I guess with trip. those sorts of things, the concern is I'm paying all this money for this trip. And like, this is the thing too, like with this, like with this, with these tours, for example, I'm paying this amount of money for us to go on the tour, but who sees that money? Yeah. You know, but here, here's part of the problem of this system is who does see the money? If all of the money is going to like overhead then are the guides being paid well? I don't know. But if that money is being used uh, efficiently and well, and the guides are being paid well, then why am I tipping the guide? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, it's it's become something more than what initially 
it was meant. Like, like if I'm doing, if I'm doing my like if I'm coaching a WW workshop yeah. and I do a particularly great job, like should someone be patting my pocket a little bit? I don't know. I don't know. I okay. mean, no, I don't want people thinking yeah. I think I deserve tips. Please don't. That would be the most awkward thing in the world. But yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it does sort of get you thinking like, okay, but how is what this person did any different than what I'm doing? Or like, you it know, like, and so, and so who, like, I am, uh, as a person who lives, like, I can only imagine this Kiwi living in the States being like, who am I supposed to tip? How much am I supposed to tip? What is this? Because I'm a person who grew up in a tipping society and I'm confused. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we, I, I mean, one, one tour we were on, we had like three Aussies. Okay. They're not used to tipping. No. And so at the end, when this is on a, honey, this is like, we were 12 days with a guide. Yeah. 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 This was not like a three hour tour. No, this <laughs> is 12 days yeah. where this person is making sure that, that everything is arranged when we get to the next place that we're staying mm -hmm. about our dinners, any other things that come up helping mm -hmm. out. I mean, and you're literally, it was when we did ever space camp. Okay. Yeah. So. I mean, you want to have someone that's going to like, wants to take care of you. So, and when you book these tours, it literally says things not included. And it does say gratuities for guides. Right. It does say that, not, that they're not yeah. included. I appreciate that. Just tell me, just tell yes. me what I'm supposed to be tipping. Yeah. And, and so, who? and it will often give you also, um, either a dollar amount per day per person as, yes. a, as like a guideline or a percentage, yeah. like it does give you some guidelines to yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. Now you can appreciate that these, these trips are expensive, like they're a lot of money mm -hmm. already. And then there's that, that does add up quite quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After. And so these guys did not, they did not tip um, because they're like, I already paid all this money. Yeah. But they do, because of where the, their background. Yeah. Minimum, I remember minimum wage was $18, like when we went to Australia and I don't know, 2012 or something. Right, right, right. I mean, a salad then was $25. Yeah. Like it was ridiculous. Yeah. But you didn't tip. No, it's all included. Got, yeah. yeah. So, so anyway, so th that then gets that causes an issue because these, these three, they were three young guys were like really up for, like they, to them, they, they weren't doing anything wrong, you know, by not tipping, but mm -hmm. it caused a lot of turmoil when you have 12 other people who are tipping and are trying to convince people who just don't see the difference. But yeah. we, anyways, so anyways, there's that. All right. Let's talk about who you do tip and who you okay. don't. Okay. So a cab. I think you have to tip a cab driver. Okay, but here's the thing. What if you're an Uber driver? You tip in the you tip through the app, don't you? No, I know, but who's as an Uber driver, who gets to decide what you're picking up and how often you're driving? The Uber driver. Right. The Uber driver, that's their own car. Yeah. To me, that's different than a guy that's working for a company that owns the cab and you're just an employee. I don't know if cab drivers make less money than, I don't, I don't know if their, if their minimum wage is different. Anyway, 
I, I don't know. Okay. Something because food for thought. Yeah. Food for thought because and in an Uber, the prices vary depending on how busy it is too. So mm -hmm. I'm still going the same distance. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know. I do okay. tip here because there's when I, I do use Cabify. So the option comes up like three different types of rides, like because hmm. and the, each ride is a different type of car you're going to get. I think it mm -hmm. becomes it's by the year model of the car. OK, is is like that's what the difference is, even an Uber. Price. I think. Yeah. Right. And so I always pick the middle one. OK, but then I tip the highest amount because okay. the tip amount comes up. OK. So I feel like, okay, well, I've done this. And then because huh. I've saved myself a couple of solely, I'll, I will I'll spend them on the tip. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. I like that. Because you know how I am with, you know, I got to, yeah. I got to work out a system that I feel good about. It works you do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. But if you were in a cab, you do, you do tip a cab. Yes. Okay. So, all right. Um, tours we talked about. Delivery. Yes. Yes. Takeout. You've already said that you're mixed messages. I have mixed messages with takeout. There's, I would not tip for takeout. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think like in other. So I also especially will sometimes, if you've gone on your app, you didn't even talk to a human being. No, I know. I order on the computer, and then they get a little thing that comes out that prints out on their end, and they click it. I on think. The I I think that some of it is because I see them every week, like for ten months. You know, like I feel like okay. they're. I, I wonder if that's why because like if I just stop at Swiss Chalet on my way home and get takeout I don't I don't tip there and so is it like is there a part of you that worries that they might do something to your food or is there a part of you that thinks because you tip that they you are that they're going to give you a little bit of TLC with your food I think it's the second I think okay. like if I tip if they and they know that I tip they know that every week I'm going to give them a tip maybe they'll make sure the food's ready on time or they'll like make sure they like put more lettuce in the bowl because I asked for it or like I don't know okay but I mean is that happening probably not <laughs> Okay. Okay. Many petty, like that type of yes. spas type stuff. Yes. I do tip that. I yeah. do tip for that. Mm -hmm. Um, oh, okay. Hair, getting yes. your haircut. Yeah, me too. Starbucks. And I, and I tip well for my hair. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> um, yeah. Starbucks, no. No, me neither. Because okay. once again, to me, it feels like fast food, like it feels like counter service. Because it is, and I also pay a lot of money for this product yeah. that I'm standing forever waiting for, waiting and I'm happily for. waiting yeah. for you to make my and spell my name wrong. Here's Correct. a tip for there's a tip for them. There's <laughs> yeah, I'll give you a tip. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, in a hotel, who do you tip in a hotel? I would say typically I don't tip in a hotel. Okay, but you don't even tip if they bring your bags up? If, okay, I don't know as I've ever had that. But uh, I would I would tip a bellhop. Okay, all right. I would tip uh, a bellhop. Okay. But like, but like, I know, like, some people would leave tips for the housekeeping the staff. Yeah. I, and I don't do that. No. No. I We have in the past. I think that my family has in the past too, but I don't think I personally ever have. Yeah. And okay, on a cruise ship, this is the one thing that used to really bother me because it used to be that they would give, you'd have different envelopes. Mm -hmm. And then there's this whole thing about how much in each per, all this. Now so, they, now it's just added in. They added it on the end. Right, right. And then you wonder though, 
who dip because this is the other thing when when you tip any do you leave cash ever so that's another interesting conversation right because if you tip and I and I know this from when I was a server if people tipped me cash at the end of the night when I'm doing my like when I'm cashing out I have to say how much money like because I have to claim the money right and so claim the it, money for what for taxes so okay. so there was a spot where I had to say like how much money I'd taken like how much cash money I'd taken in because then that gets added to your income right yeah okay and so but if you if you say zero dollars right then that's all tax-free money yeah, I, I so in Canada, I do not believe that that is so anymore. I actually think that there was an, an amendment, and, and if anyone knows for sure, I mean, I didn't Google it, mm -hmm. that there at some point the government makes an assumption that you were earning so much in tips, right? Because it was cash free money of or tax free money. Tax -free However, money. okay, so that's one thing about mm -hmm. that they because like here. There are times when Phil will say, you know, but adding a tip, because mm -hmm. here, tier tipping, a lot of people don't tip. Mm -hmm. It's not always expected. I think that right. it's become more and more that okay. people do do it. It's 10%. Okay. They're like, and um, sometimes they will ask if, if you can put it in cash because they don't get it. They say, I don't, right. we don't, we don't get yeah. it. Yeah. That even if a there's concern. a, even if it comes up on the machine. Yeah. It's like the it's not going to them. That. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. So okay. So cash. So so now we we've have switched to cash only. Right. I. For me, it would depend. It depend. It, for me, it depends. Mostly, I'm gonna say it depends mostly how I'm paying. Like if I'm paying in cash, I would tip in cash. But if I'm paying yeah. with a card, I would tip in a card. Yeah. Um. The maybe the the. The exception would be if I go like for a manicure pedicure, I often it. pay with a card and tip with cash. Yeah. So anyways, now we've, I said to Phil, after listening to this, I said, we need to always make sure that we have cash mm -hmm. and smaller bills mm -hmm. to tip. Mm -hmm. I'm always going to tip in cash. Yeah. Second thing is, so when you worked at Disney, mm -hmm. did you, did you get to keep the tips or was there a policy? Was the policy that you had to then share those tips? Yeah, I had to, I had to then tip people out. Okay. But why are you tipping out a, the bellboy? Cause you have already done that job and you know that they're making more money than you. So, so I had to share my tips with the food runners and the bartender. And, and so for me, I often had this, like, I, I remember at the time, and this was in 2006, 2007, but I remember at the time thinking like, why am I giving money, like my money that I've, you know, quote unquote earned to like, so we would have three different food runners and their mm -hmm. whole job was just to take food from the kitchen to the tables. Yeah. But like, that was also part of my job. Yeah. And, and so not like I, I took 90% of my food to my own tables. Mm. So why am I giving a percentage of what I'm making to these three people who are running food to everyone's tables, but like they're running more food to other people. Like they're like, they're not helping me out because mm -hmm. I'm myself and I'm, you know, like, cause I, 
was faster that, you know, like, or I mean, yeah, like it just, I remember thinking like, wow, like I'm giving you a, a good chunk of money every, every day that we work. And do you know if they were making like minimum wage, like more than you? They were making more than me, but not minimum wage. Okay. And how much of the tips did you have? Like, what was the percentage you had to tip out? Like, I, I had, so I, I used to tip. So I was just, I just did what the person who trained me told me that she did. Yeah. Um, and so I tipped a percentage of my, like the total that I'd earned, no, the, the total that I'd sold that night. So like if I sold a, a certain amount, then I would tip each of the food runners 10% of that. But that wasn't based on my tips. It was based on the amount of money that I had, like the, the it was the amount of, um, like all the bills added together. Yeah. So say you had a thousand dollars in, in yeah. uh, sales, that would be $10 to these three people. So now that's right. $30. So now you have 70, you keep 70%. Now, how much did you have to give to the bartender? Same 10%. Okay, so you got to keep say sixty sixty percent. Yeah. That's basically what you got yeah. to keep. You yeah. kept sixty percent of your tips. Yeah. 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 So I understand the bartender because bartenders also would have made less money. Yeah, correct. Correct. Right? I don't know if they would have made more money than you, but then you got to keep more of the tip money anyway. And and I will say that like the bartender would I mean, it did matter, like, like for the sure. Bar the bar and the bartender would make my drinks ahead of other people's drinks because sure. he knew that I was going to be giving him a good chunk of money at the end of the night. So, like, right. that's that's like between staff, it did make a difference. I think, yeah, for you know, but that, for, but that also creates a different inequality. I know it's not good, Sandy. It's not no. a good system. No, everyone and, should just be paid fairly. Yes, and that's the, that's the thing is that we also like we so we we each as individuals have our own sort of tipping policy, if you want to yeah. call it that. But and that tipping policy is based on how we've grown up, how our parents have done, what yeah. we've acknowledged and seen other people do, what we feel is the expectation of us. Like yeah. outside influences have then formed our yeah tipping habits right yep 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 so what we don't there's a lot of things we don't know though we don't know how much the person is being made is being paid sorry where are they where are they working like what province what what country whatever what is the policy of that particular establishment mm -hmm. are all the tips all pooled and then the house gets it and then it's yeah i mean out? i and guess that could happen does the house keep a percentage of it? Yeah, I don't know. Right? We, these are things we do not know. So we have, th th there's a disconnect, mm -hmm. right? This is before we even get into historically. I know. How tipping came in, which is sickening. Yeah. Sickening. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, okay. So there's, yeah, there's that about tipping. I was thinking, like bag people. I think we've got all of the external things like Graham. Graham does deliveries for, for a uh, uh, patio furniture thing. So he said, sometimes people tip a hundred dollars. Really? I already paid a delivery fee. 
I know. I know. It's, it's I, odd. I, I actually have a, you know, I could have probably taken it home, but it, it does make it easier, but you're also getting paid and I also paid for that service. Yeah. I know. Now, sometimes he'll assemble things. Yeah. And so then, then, you know, like that, there's all of those such, oh, a moving company. So I paid a huge amount of money Yeah. for movers. Am I supposed to tip the movers too? I know. And is there an expectation that I also feed them? Order pizza and drinks? What is this? They're not guests in my freaking house. I, I but I also want them to take care of my shit. Exactly. I know. Like, it's it's a dilemma. Do I take my car in to the car, to the but dealership, then, and then pay them, and then tip the mechanic? But no. Then, but then there is the other side of it that is also kind of gross. And I hadn't even really thought about it. But like, and it was brought up in this, in this podcast episode that it's like, but just think about the grossness of this, that, that, that you as the customer are like, you know, um, you know, sort of holding the people that are doing this service for you at ransom for lack of a better word. And, you know, if they don't do this or if they do this or, you know, like, or if you like the way they look, you might, you know, give them a little more, you know, like there's all this like sort of, it's a really weird power dynamic that there are places that their hiring practices are done in a way to attract people to come there. And for those people that get good tips. Yeah. It was like they mandated that the the girls had to wear heels at a certain height mm-hmm. on their feet for so long that their skirts had to be up a certain, like what in the actual, yeah. Yeah. no, I have a friend that this is years and years and years ago. I'm talking about 19, it's in the eighties. Okay. Working at, um, it was Canada Trust then. Okay. Went for, she went for an interview and was told that you will never, you will never be a cashier because you're not attractive enough. You'll never be a teller because you're not attractive enough. Someone literally said that to her face. And at the time felt there's no recourse to that comment. It's wild. Well, and now I think now in 2022, there would be major recourse if a comment like that was made, but you think that those decisions aren't still being made? Uh, no, of course hundred percent they are. Yeah, hundred percent they are. Yeah, you know. And in the and in the uh, the podcast, he's um, David when he was interviewing like people on the street, it, like hearing stories of men saying to women like, "Take your mask down so I can see how pretty you are to see how much tip to give you." Gross. You know, we I think we're naive to think that maybe mm-hmm. it doesn't anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I never considered like if somebody is making two dollars an hour and minimum wage is seven, they how stressful is that to go into work and to be leaving whether or not they can pay their bills to random strangers mm-hmm. to make a decision on whether they think that they should tip. And they're coming with all of their own mm-hmm. preconceived ideas surrounding it that have nothing to do with the job that you've done or you haven't done. I know. Right. And I also think, I mean, even as I've said to you a couple of times during the podcast, like what I don't go in and like the bank teller and now I'm going to like pay them a tip or the mm-hmm. grocery store attendant, like what they're going to start putting a tip jar out. I, I also like, it's kind of 
flippant to say that, you know, mm. and, and also not recognize that there are people who do totally depend on their tips. Yeah. Well, and I, and I, and I guess that's the, like, I guess that's the final thought is people just need to be paid fairly for the work that they're doing. Yeah. Yes. And it, it does allow all of us, and like anyone who's listening, maybe just to think about like your tip hygiene or etiquette, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, a little differently, but it was encouraging to see that minimum wage in, in Ontario. Servers in Ontario, at least, are getting and, minimum wage. And, and I can also say that, because I've been looking to book restaurants um, in Toronto, and that on some of them, when I've gone on to either their Instagram account or to their link or whatever, there's actually been notes on it saying that just letting people know that they actually pay their staff like so I've seen $18 an hour. Oh wow, okay. A lot of them also are just mandatorily putting a um service charge on. I actually appreciate I they- would I actually kind of prefer that. Like just put the charge on or or yeah. bake the charge into the price of what I'm yes. doing already and then I don't even have to worry about it. Yeah. Now now just just saying that do you tip on top of that if it's already on there? Typically not. No, my, me neither. No. Interesting. Anyway, it was very interesting. Great, great food for thought today. For sure. For sure. Nice. Uh, I, I know we've kept people on this episode longer than we typically do. So if you're still with us, thank you. <laughs> and and if you have like, uh, you know, hot takes on tipping, we want to hear it. Please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, Henny, as usual, like it's just a delight. I'm so excited that I will see you in a few more sleeps. Um, and that the next episode we uh, we will be taping together again. You might need I'll, to I'll be yeah, I'll be I'll be locked up in the bathroom, but that's okay. <laughs> it, works. <laughs> it works. Uh anyways, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you, my friend, for getting the donuts. I'm very excited about that. I can taste it already. Um, and we'll see you soon. See you soon. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye.